Hi, and welcome to The Content Barn. I am Beatrice, this week's host, and I am joined by Gary, the founder of Capital Content. How are you, Gary? I'm good. This is this is very exciting because this week's episode, I'm not the host. Like You're, you're taking the lead on this one. So it's, I feel like I'm in the passenger seat and I'm letting someone else drive. I'm, I'm pumped for it. I know, but I feel like you're a good guest because you know how to host. So if I mess up, then you can fill in the blanks. I, I will, yeah, if there's dead air, I'll jump in. I, I might even let you... See if you can fill in the first empty silence, and then and then I jump in. It's like when you know the listeners might know this, but when you come to the office, you have trouble opening the front door. Yeah, well, you know, you didn't have to tell them though. <laughs> and what I do is I let you try and open the front door with the with the dodgy lock that we have, and then it gets to a point where it's like, should I now help her because the the handle is rattling around? To or? be honest, I feel like there is a knack to it, and you didn't tell me the knack, so you were basically watching me fail. You needed to give me that extra. Yeah, it's only been six months. It's okay. I think the, the joke's no <laughs> not long, no longer funny now, right? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Uh, so, what is this week's episode about? Yeah, this week we are going to be discussing the most sort of frequently asked questions that we get asked. We're probably going to be dispelling some myths around video marketing and video content and then just in general discussing our opinions on it all everything and anything video content i love it you're doing a very good job so far thank you i think so the first thing that we're probably going to go into is what questions are you asked the most when clients come to you and they want to make content what what's kind of like the first things that they say or ask i mean there are there are always loads of questions right especially when you're kind of in that sales stage i think the first one or, or the, the you know the the one that everybody wants to know about is about viral videos. Most people go, oh, oh, can you make me a viral video, right? And the answer is no, I can't make you a viral video, or we can't make you a viral video. It's the viewer that makes the video go viral, right? There are only three reasons in the world why a video goes viral. Uh, there is uh, tastemakers or influencers. So if Bieber was to retweet your video, then yeah. you get, it's going to go viral, right? Uh, there's audience participation. Uh, so ice bucket challenge, you know, yeah, one person like, did that, yeah. then a million people do it, you know, and then the other one is unexpectedness. So if something happens in the video that is unexpected, uh, then you want to share that experience with your friends and therefore you send on that video. So they're the only three reasons why a video goes viral. We don't make that video. We can, we can lead towards those three topics when creating video content, but we can't make that video. We, we can lead the horse to water, but we can't make a drink, right? Yeah. Where would you, where would you say then in with those things, where does sort of like comedy, if something's really, really funny or sort of relevancy where do those fall into making something super viral because obviously those tend to be tropes of quite a lot of the videos that do go viral yeah i think the comedy thing is unexpectedness i wasn't expecting him to say that i wasn't expecting her to, to fall down the desk. yeah exactly that <laughs> yeah. you know so that is uh the unexpectedness but from i think there is you know it's funny i i, I had this spiel for years, right, about the, the virality of videos. And it was actually from a uh, the head of statistics at YouTube like 10 years ago. But I think there is a current affairs... Element to it. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. And I think it's because everyone's got a phone in their hand, boom, they can post out a video. But I think it's almost... That still leads towards unexpectedness. Or I'm not expected to... Well, I don't know what's happening right now. I'm then posted something on current affairs uh, that was unexpected that a war has started or, or that someone's been shot or whatever. I, I think that still leans itself towards unexpectedness, but I think there is a, a virality in terms of current affairs or what, you know, but even then it's got to be trending. I think that's also the problem about 
going back to the original point, um, people asking for viral videos is the type of recency that it needs to be or the sort of thing that it needs to cover to make it super, I don't know, shareable or relevant. You can't really plan for that. You can't plan for something to be relevant when you're going to post it because, as you said, things are changing all the time. Yeah. Unless you're creating like really dope content with your finger on the pulse and you've got the gear ready, batteries are charged up, red light is ready to be turned on when something else, when something happens, it's very difficult to make a breaking news video, you know, unless you are a production company, right? You can, I I think it's, it's funny. It's not funny, (laughs) but but speed is a big thing, right? And I think video content is difficult to be with speed. Uh, You can like post and create images and photographs with speed. As an example, you know, you look at free Cuthbert or Cuthbert the Caterpillar or whatever it is, you know. I think when when that happens, you know, let's say when when that broke, other people started posting about it. And I think the the first few people that posted about it get loads of engagement. But then a few days later, people are still doing their first post about it and it's getting less engagement. So there is a tactic around current affairs, it being in real time. If you can respond to that really quickly, you're going to get the most on. engagement because you're going to be the first person. It basically is first to market strategy, right? Yeah, that is massive thing about like recency and how yeah. quickly that you get things out there. Yeah. And I think that is a problem. That can be a problem with people trying to plan for viral videos like it's not really a plausible thing to ask for yeah i guess from anyone's point of view to be honest yeah absolutely so what else do people ask me i think um maybe cost you know yeah you know, i think people are you know how much is this going to obviously how much is this going to cost and i think there's a lot of agencies out there that uh will charge for what i would call agency time right it, yeah. it's that you know, that time where the creative director is going to get stoned and he's going to go sit in a dark room and come up with a concept, right? We don't charge for that, but, you know, we only charge for the production side of it. But there is an element of tier one, tier two agencies where they charge for the idea. Sometimes it's hard to quantify. And I think it's totally justifiable. If people want to do that, that's okay, because not everybody can actually do that. Yeah, not everybody. Especially if they're being like really innovative with their yeah. idea and the, the thing that they've come up with is sort of as recent as they can get it, as relevant as they can get it. Yeah. And it is brand new. Yeah, it's got to be out of the, edge. Yeah, that's right. It's got to be plucked out of the air, right? Uh, but I think some people, you know, will we'll create a 29 second video, but we'll also create a 10 minute video and that will actually have the same cost in terms of production. Now the client will pay the same amount for a 30 second versus a 15 minute video. Yeah, that's something I was going to ask you about the length of videos yeah. and how that is representative in the cost. Yeah, and, it, and what I try to say to people is that the cost of the video isn't relative to the length of the video. You know, you're paying for the 20 odd years experience or the fact that we make a thousand videos a year, uh, but the actual cost of the video uh, yeah, like I said, it's not relevant to the length. The 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 cost is relevant relative to the return of the video, you know, or the relevancy of the yeah, video. Yeah, like the reach, because sometimes those, like we were saying, those twenty nine second videos are the ones that actually get more viewership and more people engaging with them than like the ten minute one. But- Absolutely, yeah, and it, and it it will have a bigger return. People will engage with that thirty second over the the ten minute video. Yeah, you, sure. and you'll fundamentally get more leads let's say so you might pay 1500 pound for that 30 second video but it's 
10 times more powerful than the 10 minute video you're thinking about by uh, thinking about creating you know exactly you could do like 10 small videos that all have a different purpose and they'll get that reach for that purpose whereas that one video may only cover one purpose so you're actually getting multiple yeah absolutely yeah in fact what we would probably do talking about multiples is instead of creating one one minute video or one 10 minute video we'll create 10 one minute videos, you know? So you've got a, that episodical batch creation that we bang on about all the time. Yeah. I think that's, that is an, a good thing in terms of that's what I like about videos. I like the shorter videos. So I was going to say what from you, for you, do you prefer creating those longer videos from obviously not a viewer point of view, but a creation point of view. And then from a viewer point of view, what ones do you like creating more? Yeah. I, I, that, that's a good question. I now have two answers and two completely opposite answers, right? Okay. So the first the first one from a creative director perspective, yeah, man, I love creating that two to three minute video where I can really tell a story. Story. Now we're creating a video for the moment for secret reasons and we and it's really emotive, right? It's really strong. It's about two and a half minutes long uh, and it's really emotive. It, w the client said to us, it's actually moved people. That's how powerful that video is. But it's, it's a two and a half minute minute video it's not going to sell a product so from a creative director perspective yes i love telling longer stories because you can really pull out emotion from people it's also very cinematic that's why i was like i feel like your answer is going to be different from what you like creating versus yeah. what you like watching because for me it would be similar like i love that yeah telling a story that beginning middle end that really the narrative visual, yeah. cinematic type feel the whole music behind it but then when i'm watching i guess i I probably wouldn't be unless I'm less engaged in that type of thing than I am. Absolutely. With. Yeah. From a, from a, a consumer perspective or from a, what a business should be creating, uh, it's, I would absolutely only watch a 29 second video. In fact, before I've even started watching a video, if I see something come up on, um, my socials, uh, if I hover my mouse over the video and it's 32 seconds, I'm not going to watch it. I think out of spite no though, way. right? Yeah. Only because <laughs> I'm like, oh, adhere to the rules. You know, you will get much more engagement. I need to skew your stats to make sure that you are not creating a 32 second video, but really focusing on a 29 second video. And um, But talking about the cinematic thing, completely off topic, I was thinking about a meme that we could create. You know, there's that meme where there's like a guy with like gorilla tape. There's a leak out of a water tank oh, and he, he slaps, slaps the tape. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, client wants to make a cinematic video. Client doesn't have, or client's budget leaking out. Uh, client doesn't have enough money to spend on making a cinematic video uh, put on widescreen bars. And the third bit is the widescreen bars that makes any video cinematic. Um, funnily enough, we put widescreen bars on the, uh, on the secret video and it's super cinematic right it's kind of it's a it's a cheat what we should be doing or what production companies should be doing is shooting the video content in anamorphic meaning it's actually shot in that really oh. narrow oh. way and the black bars are just the stuff that the tv puts in because the video doesn't fit in a 16 by 9 window we're forcing that 16 by 9 window to have the skinny little bit that like the cinematic look down the middle. Um, so yeah, we don't shoot in anamorphic. A lot of general beat to beat companies won't shoot in anamorphic because we're not creating transformers for <laughs> we're, we're advertising for the hairdresser down the road. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was completely off topic. That was the meme that I was thinking about in the car and I went to work this morning. <laughs> 
What do you think that's about? What, like, what is the difference? Because the, the, I know what you mean, those cinematic bars. Yeah. Maybe it's just because of, I guess, when we go to the cinema and we are used to that. So we imagine ourselves being in a cinema. Yeah. But I can't, I can imagine that it's maybe also not necessarily the way that we physically see, but obviously we have eyelids. That <laughs> we do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we all have it? Yeah. yeah. Um, that probably yeah. aren't like fully... Obviously, we're maybe seeing Our eyes slightly are like that unconsciously. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe glasses. Yeah, maybe it's looking at you maybe, with glasses on right now, being like glasses. Maybe it's just a cinematic uh, like trait that sells more movie tickets. They're like, okay, we need to put widescreen bars on these things because it looks cooler, and we're we're told that it looks cooler, and we're like, oh wow, this looks cool, but really it doesn't, right? Like it's a bit like saying just cutting off the top of what's <laughs> yeah, the right. visuals. I'm like, if anything, it's we're actually really difficult. What we're seeing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that was like I said, that was just a meme on the way to work, That's, yeah. which is what we try to do. What what what? Uh, just on that then. So what I would say is, rather than just posting memes, it's okay as a business to post memes, but actually create your own. You know, jump on those trends, but don't just you know re, uh, don't just uh, retweet or reshare current memes. Actually, create your own memes from within your industry, because we see that one with the water tank slapping the tape on the side. But we've now, or we will now, change or make one of our own. It becomes way more engaging, way more relevant, because you're not resharing other people's content. You're effectively posting fresh content, right? Yeah, that feeds into like every algorithm, other ew, which is a gross word, but you know, it's <laughs> yeah. Instagram, all of that, uh, Facebook. They really promote original content. I mean, partially it is annoying in some in some regard because it means that if you do want to repost something that you have been tagged in yeah. you're not getting the same level of reach even though it technically is your post because it's promoting your product it's just someone else happens to have posted it yeah. first but um, yeah original content like you're saying it's all about OG things. content OG content what would you say then um, coming up with original content and all of those things what would you say is something that you've seen that's sort of coming in video content that you really like what are your favorite things to see what are my favorite things to say they don't have to be original they could be like old school stuff that you really want people yeah. to start using more they could be it's even whatever. just kind of like knowing what they're doing right i think there are you know mid-roll ctas man if you're dropping a mid-roll cta you you know your stuff right because what you what you don't want is the first five seconds filled up with a call to action or a a title screen or an explainer saying this is what the video is about you want to jump straight in with your point and grab someone's attention in the first five seconds you also don't want to put a call to action at the very end of the video because no one's going to watch your video because no one cares. <laughs> no, we, we spoke about this. Yeah, I spoke about you being too blunt to some yeah. people. Is that no, being one like, no Yeah, no one cares about the, how good the product is. I was like, mm, I think in the medical industry, <laughs> yeah. they might care yeah. how good the product is. For, for yeah, definitely for healthcare, they might care a little bit about how good their prosthetic limb is. But generally, if someone's selling a product, no one actually cares, quite a quote, I'm doing a very comments in here, uh, uh, about the product. But what I mean to say is that no one's going to get to the end of the video. They're going to be bored, right? Yeah. Especially just, yeah. if it's over that 29 seconds. So don't put your call to action at the end of the video. Put it in the copy with the video. The trick is- Or at what least I don't save it till the end. Exactly. Mid-roll CTA. That's If you're if you're dropping a mid-roll CTA, tick, you're, you're already one step ahead of everybody else creating video content. So that's what you like to see just out of pure- well done, bravo. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're doing. <laughs> wink wink emoji. <laughs> uh, the other one is square cut as well. And I, and I don't mean, and this is what frustrates me, uh, 
Like, I don't mean getting your normal 16 by 9 HD video and then cropping it square to chuck on Insta. I mean, actually creating a square video. There are so many, and you'll see this on TikTok, right? There are so many, uh, not that you are young and you only use TikTok. What I mean is it happens a lot on TikTok. There are so many brands that are repurposing their current TVCs and then putting them straight onto TikTok, which is the nine by 16 and not the 16 by nine, right? For example, you all have seen this Jaffa Cakes, right? There's like a guy in a corner shop and he's like, oh, I can be the king of the roller disco or whatever it is. And so that's their TVC. That's their advert they have on TV. But what they've done is they've cropped it nine by 16. So you can only see the narrow bit in the middle and it doesn't fit, right? And there's lots of other stuff missing because they've created the video based on us having a 16 by 9 view, therefore a left and a right eye, uh, rather than a 9 by 16, which is that portrait mode. What I'd like to see, and Subway did it recently. I don't know if you've seen the Subway pre-roll advert on LinkedIn where yeah, there's a guy and he sits down and he's eating a Subway and he talks to his friend saying, oh, do you want some? Do you want some? No, no, do you want some? He finishes it and he goes, oh, I will have some. He goes, oh, mate, I finished it. I mean, it's not funny. It's not engaging at all. But the reason I watched it all was because it, it was created on a mobile phone. It looked like an actual TikTok. You, you know, it looked yeah, like yeah. it was a DIY. And it was done, it was a shot portrait. You know, it wasn't like super glossy because a corporate brand had made it. My, to, I'm veering off my point. My point is that they've actually made content for the platform. They haven't just got their TVC and chucked it on TikTok. They've actually shot it with a mobile phone in portrait quite rough and ready, which is what is TikTok when you swipe past that promoted post or that, that advert of the, the first few seconds, you know? Yeah. So if I see that, I'm like, bravo, you've nailed it. You're, 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 you're ahead of so the game. you like good quality. That's what you're liking. Yeah, as and thought to like as well. Not even advert. necessarily good quality. It's cinematic. Yeah, absolutely. But also it's shot on a mobile fits, phone. Yeah, like yeah. fits the screen that you're viewing it on. Yeah, they've it's, made they've it for that platform. It. 100%, yeah. What about, what about yourself? What do you like to see? Uh in video content and it could be a tvcs it could be outdoors it could be you know a mobile phone like what, what what do you like to go oh yeah man that was banging see like from a viewer perspective i think that i do like all of the things that you've said like obviously that would be my preference but i feel like that's subconscious like i don't realize that that is what i like i don't realize that i'm skipping past ones that aren't cut like that or aren't cut for the platform that I'm viewing them on. Yeah. So now you'll think, notice it, right? Yeah, but that's going to annoy me now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so You'd that, like, oh, I would guess I would like that. But. Yeah, Mercedes do it as well. Mercedes like post like a, uh, I think I've seen it on Insta a few times now, where there's like a dope Mercedes highly color graded driving through a valley, you know, slow motion. It looks beautiful. And I'm swiping past it quicker than my eyes can even see it because I know it's not one of my mates getting drunk on a Friday night. You know what I mean? I'm not even tricked for the first five seconds. If it's super glossy straight away, I'm going to swipe straight past it because it's not my feed. You've interrupted my feed, right? I'm sorry. I I, I, I interrupted there. I get really, I get really excited. You can I'm see like, me like, not that I hate Mercedes, but I just think the marketing department of Mercedes can do better, be better. Two stars, see me off the glass. <laughs> Damn, harsh critic over here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what what do you like to see now that now that we've kind brought this of, up? I guess kind of not really going off that, but more about I like things that are quite fast paced that are changing. So if as much as I do like a great cinematic shot, kind of like I guess a car rolling through hills, I yeah. want something to be like you know like the old Spice advert where he's like click, then he's like yes. in a, I'm on a horse, I'm on the. Yeah. I like things changing up, and I know that we we 
definitely do that in an interesting way in terms of flicking between different perspectives like two cam like a cam b cam flicking between those two just to change up what people are looking at even if you're looking at the same thing or the same person the same object the same product whatever it is a change in perspective a change in color that sort of flip book type type viewing I really like it. Sometimes it can be done through like B-roll, like we were discussing this. Uh, it could be on a person, then they're still talking, but you're looking at what they're talking about as opposed to just them talking about it. Yeah. I love that. I love there being a lot of visual diversity. I don't know if that wow. is a um, We are going to put that on our website. <laughs> visual diversity. That, I'm, just, that. I'm merging words together and hoping for the best. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our digital content lead for capitalcontent.co. <laughs> Write it down. You heard it here first. <laughs> visual diversity. Yeah, uh, try and spread the word. Uh, make it big. <laughs> like There's that person in the background being like, fetch isn't going to happen. Stop <laughs> trying to make it happen. But you, so, you know, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like trying yeah. to keep someone's attention, right? We've all got these short attention spans because of the likes of TikTok and Insta Reels and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. And it's okay to watch like a DIY-esque video for 15 seconds all in one shot, but you do need to keep the viewer engaged so they don't go off, you know, looking at other videos, right? And like I said, we can use A cam and B cam and then also B roll, like relevant B roll, which is like the, the extra footage that you see that is not of the talent, that is not of the person speaking but it's relevant to what about the person speaking about, you know? Yeah, because sometimes people will say say something and there's an expectancy that you know what they're talking about. Yeah. I find that to be the case. Or the, sometimes they'll physically say, oh, you know that thing. And I'm just like, do I? Yeah. Like, I think I know. But sometimes when you've got that visual there or it's playing in the background while they're talking and it'll be yeah. like, oh, you know this. And then it will pop up. And I'll be like, actually, uh, I do know that. Yeah, I do right. know what, what you're talking about. Even if it's something super basic that everyone knows, like, oh, you know what the a milk carton looks like. Obviously, you can imagine a milk carton. Yeah. But maybe they're talking about the old glass ones. Absolutely. Like, who knows? And if when they just put the pop-up one and you go, oh, that milk carton. Yeah. And if you think about it from a tactics perspective, um, then what you, you know, what you do is... Uh, you you should be you should have subtitles in your video. If you don't have subtitles, bad naughty. See me after glass. Uh, I'm wagging my finger in the air. Uh, if you don't have subtitles and you're just making a video, then you need to have that relevant B-roll. Because if I'm looking at a video of let's say a 28 year old woman speaking out loud, I don't know what she's talking about. But if then if I drop in a shot of her writing on a chalkboard in a classroom, I know that video is about education. And if I am interested in education, I'm going to watch that video. So visually, you've engaged the viewer if they don't know what the viewer is about using B-roll and that keeps that attention, it raises engagement, absolutely put subtitles subtitles are so super key nowadays for two reasons one no there's that stat you know eight percent of videos are watched on mute so you you need to make sure that they're able to watch the video on mute otherwise you're going to swap past but also from an accessibility perspective a few years ago sustainability was a nice to have you know you were head and shoulders above your competition if you were a sustainable business nowadays 2021 onwards sustainability is no longer a nice to have it's an absolute must have if you don't have sustainability you're bang out of order right if you don't have a corporate responsibility strategy you bang out of order especially because it's they're making it more easily done now. So if you don't yeah. have it, if you don't have it, it's like, well, shame on you. Because yeah, you can just subscribe yeah. on a monthly basis and all of a sudden you're carbon neutral, which is what we do, right? Uh, but then the next stage, which people are overlooking, which you can really get ahead 
head and shoulders above your competition is uh, accessibility. So if you're putting uh, subtitles for the hard of hearing or the deaf, uh, then that makes you a more moral slash ethical business in the eyes of the consumer where your competitors might not be doing. And that's what the millennials want to see. They want to invest, well, you know, the, the, the buying group nowadays want to invest their money and time into a moral ethical business. And if you've, if you've got sustainability, which you really should have, the next step is accessibility. Yeah, and I love it. I love it because I'm I'm that person that is distracted, kind of what we're saying about short attention spans. But you look back and you can, let's say you've just heard the last couple of words, you can look back and just briefly skim what the first bit was about and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And yeah. Just like, even if you weren't paying attention, you can just quickly read it. Yeah. You because your eyes automatically yeah. read. That's right, yeah. Because I know people that don't like it and I'm just like, I don't know, you know. Yeah, I, I, I like I've got used to it. I'm obviously biased now because it should have it from a tactics perspective. Uh, but I'm okay with subs. I'm okay with like foreign movies. So, you know, I'm, I'm all right with that. Yeah. Uh, but I think, yeah, from a from an increasing engagement slash increasing accessibility perspective, subs are absolute gold. I think that should be the takeaway message. Subs, subs all the way. Subs all the way, I think, because Subway sandwiches and, <laughs> yeah, okay. and subtitles, yeah. <laughs> Amazing, that's the title of the podcast, yeah. subtitles, love it. Yeah, see, perfect. I think that is, that's the end of today's episode, I wow, think. Wow, you've done a very good job, Beatrice. I, I, I think you should host ongoing. What I would like, this is the real test, yeah. is when we have a guest outside of the business jump in then you've really got to spin those plates and and, and keep up the the flow not that not not that i'm saying i'm the, the perfect guest it's just that there you know you might get people in here that are not as animated or love the sound of their own voice as i do yeah right? i think i would for sure have to plan more because yeah. i feel like you would you can't predict you're the type of person that would ask questions if i left a left a gap or Absolutely. didn't ask you a question though i think if you asked anyone that i knew family or friends wise they would tell you that i'm not a big fan of silence so it wouldn't be long okay, before cool. i well you, you've done you've done very well i'm impressed let's get you hosting more perfect see you guys on the next podcast then this has been the content barn with beatrice and gary peace out guys peace